Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. As always, we are cracking open another fresh edition of this podcast. Here with us today, we have a graduate out of St. Cloud State, not Montreal, even though the logo looks very, very similar. Uh, finished number two, if I'm correct, in the Jim Nance Sportscasting Awards Contest over Twitter. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong there. She's not Kelly Kroll, but she is going to have a career very similar, if not better than hers. She is Kirsten Kroll. Welcome to the show, Kirsten. Thank you so much, and I wish I finished second overall. I actually finished 12th, and one of my really good 12th, friends okay. that I got to work with up in uh, St. Cloud for the St. Cloud Rocks, he actually finished second, so I do know who finished second. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was somebody from St. Cloud that finished second. I, I mistook that there, but still, you finished very high in the Jim Nance Sportscasting Awards uh, contest there, which I... Because I was so swamped with work, I was never really able to really get my name in that contest. But, congratulations to you and the high remarks. Tell us a little bit about um, your experiences at St. Cloud. Uh, I was very fortunate to have a number of different things that I was able to do. So, I was up at St. Cloud for five years, and in my time there, I had a couple of internships as well. One of them was being an in-studio host for the WCHA Women's Hockey League, where I created a weekly segment for their web. And then I, my biggest role that I got to do was being the ice side reporter for the men's hockey team for two years. And then I had an internship down here in Rochester, Minnesota, where I'm currently residing, where I was essentially an MMJ at my local TV station down here a couple of summers ago. And then I also worked for the St. Cloud Rocks baseball organization as a field reporter. And then I also covered various games for the men's football team at St. Cloud and their basketball teams as well. So a lot of experiences there. So, of course, unfortunately with COVID happening, um, free you've hit the free agency markets. And hopefully, the this COVID will get done soon because we're all we're all we're all anxious for sports to come back, but we need it to come back in the right way, of course. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I don't think COVID is a friend of anybody's in general, but especially not anyone in the sports industry. Exactly, as that's what I've been trying to get into for many years, and I was hoping to finally find a break with it because I had actually made some applications with the Detroit Tigers for. One for PA announcer, which unfortunately I did not get a call back on that. But I had some seasonal, I had some seasonal jobs that I had applied for, and then COVID hit, and I never heard back. And then I heard that they weren't going to fill them, so I'm like, well, there goes that opportunity. <laughs> hey, you'll get another call up again, though. Just not the right timing. Exactly. So, hockey, it's coming back. It moved to Canada because the U.S. unfortunately got a spike in cases. So it's moving to Edmonton and Toronto. But the NHL is back. Um, how about some uh, initial thoughts on uh, NHL coming back? I mean, first and foremost, I'm super excited. I, If you looked at the schedule lineup already when August 1st rolls around, it's basically just going to be all day for weeks 
all day of hockey, all day scheduling. So I'm super excited about that. I feel like my life has meaning to it again, something different to do and like something to be excited about. So I'm super pumped as a fan to see hockey come back. Also, I mean, it is unfortunate that the games are taking place all the way up in Canada and that there's not going to be fans, but at the same time, I think that was the right move as well because if you look at the United States, we're just not in a good position right now to do anything of that caliber. So I think Canada was the right move, and I'm super excited to see. And it's going to be interesting to see all the teams that are coming back too after having a about four-month hiatus. So I think it's going to be a completely different ball game. And when it comes to even predicting who's going to make a run and everything, I think it's pretty tough just because everyone's had about four months off. So it's going to be just, I think, completely different than what we saw when they last were on the ice. Yeah, it's you pretty much have a virtual off-season of time off from this COVID crisis. And this was... It mirrors what happened in uh, China, honestly, because China took about four months off and then they started up some type of sports again, which they're still not back completely either. But it kind of mirrors that. And with some sport of some capacity coming back, it's like I, I almost feel the same way. It's like, I wait, there's something to look forward to now? No more numbers, at least... Well, the numbers are still there, but at least different numbers I can look at. Yay! <laughs> it's definitely exciting. Definitely something to look forward to on the TV schedule, at least. Yes, and thankfully for me, I have a golf trip up to Lewiston, um, northern Michigan. It's about 45 minutes from Mackinac. I'll have a three-day golf trip there, and I'll have another day off as Saturday is my one day off from the radio station, and guess what that Saturday is? August 1st. Ooh. <laughs> so, big day, big day. So I'll just have a free day to watch hockey, and it's going to be excellent. And baseball, too. Hockey and baseball. Yeah. And of course, we'll get to... Everything, everything is hopefully coming back on time when it's, well, on track to when they plan for these restarts to happen so it's going to be a crazy 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 time for sports it's going to be crazy and hopefully hopefully people stay responsible so that the it stays crazy and we can possibly allow fans back in excuse me into the stands but that's going to be a while <laughs> that's going to be a while yet and masks i will say there i get it i 150 percent get the purpose of wearing them, but at least for me, if it, if I were given the choice between go to the game but be forced to wear a mask or stay home, honestly, I'd stay home. You would? Honestly, I would. It's like, I, I get, I mean, I, I get that, I, I mean, believe me, I get why we have to wear the mask, but I'm like, you know, if we have to do all this stuff, I'd rather just stay home and have my beer there. It's just I, I get that. I just have one of those feelings. So when when sports comes back for good, then I may go back to a game. But with all the distancing stuff, I'm like, you know, I can just distance at home. I definitely get that, and I think your opinion definitely resides with where a number of people are as well. I feel like I'm on the other end, where mm -hmm. if I'm allowed back into a sporting venue, but all I have to do is wear a mask and 
social distance, I absolutely would do it in a heartbeat. Um, we just got some college ball for the summer back here in Rochester. We did have about a week off. They took a, they suspended their season because one of their players contracted COVID. So they were on a week hiatus. They're going to, and I believe tomorrow, and resume their season. But the home opener that they had, we had social distancing outside at the ballpark, and I was one of the first people through the gate. Yeah. So it's it, it, different experience for sure, but, I mean, being able to go back into a venue for me was it was just incredible after the time that we had off from sports, not even thinking that we'd have this opportunity at all this summer. Yeah, and that's a good point. And, and honestly, my opinion could change if if fans are allowed back at some point. I'm, I may change my mind and say, you know what? Screw it. Give me a mask. Let's go. Right now, I'm just kind of have that feeling, but it, I mean, it could change within, within the time that people, um, people are allowed back in the stands. So, very good point there. Um, so we had talked about that. Uh, it's kind of tough to pick any team right now because of how this format is going to be. But, um, what are a few teams to watch for in this playoff push or start of the playoffs? That is. Well, maybe you could call me a little bit biased, but one of the teams for sure that I think in this restart is going to possibly make a push is the Minnesota Wild. They were, I believe, one point out of the wild card spot once the season paused, but they, I mean, the second half of the season, they were really making a push, and when you have talent like Kevin Fiala, for example, and Marcus Foligno is also doing pretty well, too, I think... Just the talent that they have on that roster and this pause, too, I think they're going to be one of the teams that's going to be making a push here in this restart. Another team that I don't think you can ever count out, Pittsburgh Penguins. And also, too, once they acquired Jason Zucker at the trade deadline as well, he, him and Crosby were a great, great pair. And he has been doing great things ever since he was traded from the Wild to Pittsburgh. So... I think that's going to be another team to look out for. You can never really count out Pittsburgh. Right. I'm, um, Katie Goss from the Florida Panthers, Fox Sports Florida, had tweeted out the um, hotel assignments for each um, division. And I think it was Hotel X, I think it was, had Pittsburgh and Washington housing in the same hotel. And it's like, oh, boy, get your popcorn ready. Oh, absolutely. That'd be... Uh... I, I mean, granted, on a different scale, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Big Brother, but if they have little cameras everywhere, you could just oh. watch how things played out in the hotel and how they interacted. That would be perfect entertainment in and of itself. I've never actually seen the show, but I've uh, but I know what it is because I've seen just about every Big Brother commercial there has been on CBS. <laughs> just never got around to watching the show, but yes, that 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 would be a good way to describe it. <laughs> It'd be very, very entertaining. Oh, of course. A uh, few of the teams that I have to watch for, um, watch out for the two home teams as they're playing on home ice, Toronto and Edmonton, especially Edmonton, because they they were not going to make the playoffs if COVID hadn't hit. And all of a sudden it did. And here they are about to face Chicago for the number one draft pick, which we'll talk about here in just a few minutes. But 
those are uh, Connor McDavid getting his shot at the playoffs. Same with Austin Matthews. Watch for them in their home stadiums. Uh, Arizona was making a push just before COVID. You had said Minnesota was as well. I didn't have them, but they they probably would have found their way into the postseason if COVID would not have hit, but they're another team to look for. And then, of course, Tampa and Boston. They look like they're just going to make a huge run. Vegas as well. They were among the top there right before, and Colorado could be a sneaky surprise team. So there's... I named about seven or eight teams there, but there's a possibility from what you could see in this restart. It all depends on that first series, though. Just like, almost like March Madness, where even though it's a best of five in this situation, you have one bad game. Uh-oh. Oh, I completely agree with you. And then a couple of the teams, too, that you mentioned, I also agree with. The Boston Bruins, I think they also could make a push here in this playoff series as well, and um, another one that you had mentioned, I'm blanking now, I'm having a little brain moment. Come back to me in a minute. Maybe I'll think of that again. Alrighty. Gotcha. So, um, now, of course, the big question is, we had kind of circled around it to start out, but is this season even going to go off without a hitch? I mean, we we have the concerns about COVID. You had talked about um, Rochester baseball. They suspended their season for a week because a player contracted COVID. Um, is this going to play out as, as, it, as organized, or are we in trouble if somebody gets COVID? I think to say that it's going to go off without a hitch is very, very, very overly optimistic. I think the way that, I mean, if, even if you look at the NBA as well and their restart, these leagues, they're expecting somebody to contract the virus. I think they have plans in place for that, too. Like, you look at the NBA when they were heading down to the Orlando bubble. They made plans. They made, I believe, training camp three weeks so the players have one week to isolate and quarantine and then I I think I don't correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know if I have all of the details right but a week to isolate and then a week for training camp as well and I think somewhere in the mix too they have their isolation in Orlando as well so the way the NBA structured it for example they're expecting players to contract the virus not everyone but certain players here and there but they gave it chance extra time too where they can go back in too and still have a little bit of training before entering the postseason and I think the NHL too I don't think they believe that their plan is foolproof I think they're also expecting a player to as well to get sick but I think they have a better chance to have minimal casualties if you will with their locations in Canada and just the way they have things planned out. Yes, and and and, and on the NBA, and speaking about the NBA, um, they're going to the state, the one of the top states right now in in COVID, and 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 if you and by top state, I mean far from it. They're the top state in contracting the virus. That is, I mean, it's oh, I I, I worry about the NBA. I, I do. I'm not so much hockey. I also yeah. worry about the NBA. I think the NHL has a far better chance to have more of a successful restart than the NBA does at this point. I think if there's going to be any league that shuts down and can't complete their plans, 
it'll be the NBA. Yeah, I do like how Silver um, structured it, but he, but when he structured it, when and where, he didn't uh, account for the fact that Florida is among one of the top states in contracting the coronavirus. That well, also too. I mean, when they started those plans, a little bit of credit at the time, I guess you could say. Right. Florida was open, and they didn't have nearly as many cases at the time when Florida became the first proponent that they had. But now that you know, players have already started heading down to Orlando, and training camp has resumed. It's just not looking good. Yeah. And honestly, from a personal standpoint, I guess I, I I guess I really lucked out because not only am I in a state that's going in the right direction, even though it's kind of teetering towards the wrong direction in the state of Michigan, I'm in a county right now that only has 67 cases of the coronavirus with three deaths. And oh. let's see, 40, I think 48 or 49 of those cases are recoveries. Uh-huh. Well, that's awesome. So, I, my okay. county, I think we've been doing fairly well. Minnesota overall has been doing fairly well in comparison to a lot of states and are testing too. I have not heard just from my friends in Minnesota or people I know that have had to get tested. They were able to get tested and everything almost immediately. So, we've had no issues with that. Our testing has been incredible. And a lot of that's due to the Mayo Clinic being right here, just five miles down the road from where I'm living, so that helps, but our county total, I think, has around 500, maybe, I don't think it's active cases, but we've had 500 cases, so more significant of a number than where you're at, but I guess in comparison to a lot of the country, still not bad. Yeah, in fact, Huron County, where where I'm at right now, has 67 cases, Bay County, where I still legally reside. That's where my grandparents are. Only has three hundred and seventy-three cases. So, in the two counties that I travel back and forth from now and again, still has less cases than yours. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. So I got to walk out because when I took this full took full time at the radio station, it kind of felt like I entered a bubble myself in early January. And now I look back and I'm like, wow, I entered the bubble two and a half months before everybody else was forced to. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. So, as far as circling back to the question, I will answer, will the NHL season happen without a hitch? I say there's a better chance than the NBA, like you had said, but with the way this virus has gone, I think it's inevitable that somebody is going to get it. We're seeing in the summer camps in the MLB, which we'll talk about in a little bit here, that there are players contracting the virus and are going on IL, but they're not designating it because HIPAA laws. But uh, I think it's inevitable that somebody is going to get it. The The underlying question is, what is the plan? And hopefully the plan is to just isolate and hope that the rest of the team does not have it and possibly have backup players. Kind of like the MLB has right now with the, um, I'll call it a shuttle squad, but it's not really called that. But like Detroit, like the Tigers have a shuttle squad in Toledo, which if they have players contract the virus, which I think two or three players have, they can just shuttle two or three players up from Toledo. 
I think I think I think your twins have the same thing in um, oh wherever they're, they're it's escaping me wherever their AAA affiliate is they probably have uh, a shuttle squad there as well. Yeah, and I mean too, it, it I can see as far as NHL goes them suspending games for a day or two if. With the, in the organizations, if they do have a player that contracts the virus, kind of like MLS has done, they've just suspended those teams' games for up to a week if a player has gotten sick. So I can see the NHL doing that as well. I don't fully see the entire league suspending the restart. Okay. Yeah, good point. Um, let's move to the Stanley Cup predictions here. So I have, I have three teams... Um, in line to win the cup, and there's pro- and honestly, any of the 24 and the way that this le- this league is going to restart could. But the three teams I have are Boston, Tampa, and Vegas. Um, any any predictions that you have? You know, I I think since it's going to be so unpredictable, just because all of these teams they're going to be completely different teams than we saw about four months ago, just with all the time they've had off, and it's going to be more. I think almost, too, it's going to come down to more mental toughness and mental discipline than just physical skills and talent alone in this research. So I think it's going to be so unpredictable, but I'm going to stick with those two teams that I said earlier, Pittsburgh and Minnesota. And you never know with the, the with the way the restart is, like you had said, that could be the Stanley Cup final. We, In the words of... One of my f- two favorite characters on cartoons, SpongeBob and Patrick. We don't know. <laughs> it's true. And can I just say, too, that sure. me personally, I wouldn't want my team to win a championship this year. Like, looking at Minnesota, for example, yeah, I've kicked them, but I wouldn't want them to win the cup this year. It'd be their first cup in franchise history which Minnesota fans have been waiting and waiting for. Just a championship in Minnesota, in general, the city or the state has been dying for. But also, to win it in front of no fans, that would just be sad. Like, I don't... And then, plus, people are going to have the argument, like, oh, it's, you're going to have an asterisk by your season as well if you win the Cup. So, I don't know. I have mixed feelings. Like, yes, of course, you want your team to win, but at the same time, like if you're looking at Minnesota's standpoint, for example, I wouldn't want them to win it this year, just with everything in consideration. Yeah, um, Liverpool in the EPL, which I also follow the EPL as well, won their first title in 30 years in front of no fans. It's like we waited through the... I'm a Manchester United fan, so of course I didn't love that Liverpool won it, but it's like we won it the first time in 30 years, and we win it in front of nobody. Yay! Awesome! Yeah, just, just sad. It's unfortunate, and, and that's the thing, is that if whoever whoever wins a Stanley Cup, whether it be Minnesota, whether it be Vegas or Boston... Oh, it, oh! It was in the COVID season, so it really doesn't matter. It's like, really, it, you know, you'll have that. You'll they'll always haters always have that argument. Oh, they absolutely do. I mean, let's say Pittsburgh were to win it, I wouldn't feel bad to them. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, whatever. It's Pittsburgh. You guys have had your share. 
a championship. And if fans were like, oh, well, it was the COVID season, I'd be like, eh, it's just Pittsburgh anyway. True. <laughs> so moving to, of course, I got to rant just a little bit about the draft lottery because, yes, I'm a Red Wings fan. Yes, we have 10 cups. I get it. Everybody else is excited that we're in the tank. All right, fine. You got your you have you got you got your excitement, okay? Red Wings haters, there you go. There you go. It's back in the 80s again, the Dead Wings. But how in the world we we tank the season and we don't we didn't really mean to tank the season, but we do. Worst team in the NHL as I as I've told Jess Blaylock from Fox Sports Florida, as well as Stormy Bonatoni from the Vegas Golden Knights, who have both been on this show before, yes, we'd have to have a 31-team playoff if my team were going to make it. And, of course, that I got mm-hmm. some laughs out of that. But how in the world do we finish the worst team in the National Hockey League and still not get a top-three pick? I mean, what? <laughs> I, I'm still confused by the lottery for the NHL. I'm very confused with how these plans for how it's going to work went into effect and just still like kind of how it works now. It's very confusing. It doesn't make sense. And how the teams that did make the 24-team playoff format could still get the number one overall pick. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, apparently either Chicago or Edmonton, the loser of that series, is going to get the number one pick. Which to me, I'm like, wow, this. So this. If is Chicago how it's going gets to the number one overall pick, I think there's going to be so many people very, very upset. And and honestly, that's probably what it's, that's. Pro- I'm going to make the prediction right now. That's what's going to happen. Edmonton is going to take advantage of being on home ice in this COVID wacky craziness. They're going to win that series in five, meaning Chicago is going to get the first overall pick, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you're going to see, um, you're going to see Twitter blow up. I mean, literally, you'll just look I agree at your, 100%. you'll just look it's at your phone and it's going to blow up. I mean, literally blow up. Not just you know that, not just not just actual tweets. It's going to literally blow up, and your hand is probably going to look like something happened to it. The same with me, and it's like, oh, okay, I guess Chicago got the number one pick. Okay. <laughs> People will be real mad. <laughs> but that's probably what's going to happen. So, um, moving to, uh, I talked about State of the Wings in the Wild. My wings, and as stated before, oh, I don't know what's going to happen at this point. We, I at least thought, okay, experimental year. It looks like Jeff Blagel is on his way out. We're just gonna Steve Eiserman is gonna do the right thing here. Get get the number one draft pick. I think we'll be okay in a couple years time. And then he announces that he's going to keep Blagel. Oh no, Steve, Steve. Oh. I hope you know what you're doing, Steve. <laughs> because I feel I feel like all you, that's all you can hope for at this point. I kind of feel like a I kind of feel like Stephen A. going on one of those New York Knicks rants. That's <laughs> kind of how I, I feel about it. Just my taking a little side note there. 
we just take a minute to appreciate all of Stephen A's brands that he does and one of a kind. So entertaining. I love it. Yes. I love it. One of my personal favorites, America is the land of second chances. Except for this job of the hut, you fat slob, Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> We got two hundred and some million dollars evidently spending on a bunch of donuts. <laughs> I just love every time he rants about Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. Just you can feel it. You can feel it through the TV when he's going off about it. You know what? You just ran me into another question there. So a Minnesotan, you so from Saint Cloud, you're a Minnesotan. Vikings are the team. What turned you on to the Cowboys? Well, to be honest, I think I've become more of a Vikings fan as I've gotten older. But to be fair as well, the more I've gone into sports broadcasting, and I feel like I've kind of been this way forever, I'm just overall a football fan. There's so many things I love about a number of franchises in the NFL. But as far as the Cowboys go, that was the first team I really watched when I started watching football when I was younger. So I think I started watching football probably in third grade, and I'd watch it with my dad. And I think at the time, too, it just became, it was funny to me to root for the Cowboys because it would really make my dad mad. <laughs> so I think that's kind of what I did when I was younger, and then it was a team I was watching and kind of just stuck with. And so, early on, I became a fan for primarily that reason. And as I've gotten older, too, I don't know. I mean, I still like them, but I wouldn't know if I would say they're still my favorite to this day. But that's kind of how I started following them when I was younger. Gotcha. As for me, I started with Lions, and then they, and then the game started blacking out, and then... Um, Brett Favre went to the Jets, so I liked. I really liked the Jets for a year, and then he went to the Vikings, so I liked the Vikings for two or three years. Ironically enough, when Detroit went 0-16 and 2-14, and in fact, the, the ongoing joke when I was a freshman in high school with the Lions was the two wins that they got in their first year under Jim Schwartz. Both were blacked-out home games. So, the... <laughs> So the ongoing joke we had was if the Lions won, but the game was blacked out, did it actually happen? Similar to if a, tree, if a tree falls in the middle of the forest and no one's around, does it make sound? That's tough. <laughs> so we, we had to make fun of our teams. And then around 09, 10, when Detroit started to get their games back on the air, that's when I supported Detroit again for now the long haul. So, God forbid, hopefully we'll win a playoff game at some point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of... Eventually. Like, maybe yeah. eventually they'll get there. <laughs> yeah, another SpongeBob. The time cards, eventually. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I... I'll cross my fingers for you. One day. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so, moving from NFL to baseball here, um, we kind of we kind of circled around this question for the NHL as well. How about this restart? Is this baseball restart going to go on 
Um, without a hitch. I know I, I know it's kind of broad, but that's kind of how I designed the question at first. You know, I don't even know what to expect from Major League Baseball anymore. They, I felt like baseball has tugged on my heartstrings so much these past few months, and it's just been a roller coaster with them even trying to figure out if they were going to play a season just to see if they could come to any sort of agreement. So I think Major League Baseball has more issues than just the coronavirus to worry about, like a lot more internal issues. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not optimistic the season's going to go without a hitch. I mean, they've already had players test positive around the league. And granted, yeah, the season hasn't officially restarted yet, but I'm, I have no faith in Major League Baseball, to be quite honest. This sounds um, sad of me, but I was actually hoping that they weren't going to have a season. And it's because, not because of the virus so much, but, but because I worry about the CBA coming up in two years' time. And that's going to be a whole other issue. I definitely see, I don't think they're going to come to an agreement on the CBA easily at all. That's going to be a whole other mess down the road. My thought was, if we cancel this season entirely, this gives the MLB and the MLBPA the adequate amount of time to ratify a new CBA to go into 2021, and you would every every contract would have to freeze for the season. So, um, so it, it would be like 2020 never happened. That that's how you would be able to agree to not have a season, but it would be the way that the new CBA could be ratified, and so we would have a clean 2021 baseball season. Kind of like how the NFL, um, I was actually kind of siding with the NFL on the 100th season while they wanted to just have the season without a hitch, don't have to worry about the CBA and all that. And then, of course, this hits. So that's my one concern is, yes, I get the argument, and I'd seen it online. I think Victor Rojas from the Angels tweeted that. What about the freelancers and everybody that's kind of working in baseball? And I'm like, I get it. I get it. You want you want to get back to work. I've worked through this. I get it. But I want a clean 2021 season. That's what, I, what I'd rather see. And with this 60 games, it's like, so you're going to have 60 games for possibly no baseball in 2022. Good luck. It's just a mess all around. I'm hoping for the interest of the freelancers and especially the fans, they'll get something figured out cleaner than they did just these past few months trying to come to a sort of agreement on this, but I have no faith in the owners, and I just, I don't. In fact, I actually made a bet with my supervisor, which, as you've seen, I've talked about my supervisor a couple of times, so cool supervisor. Don't get me wrong. And her husband, Sergio, um, is a Yankees fan. Um, and yes, I've given her crap about her husband's car because it's got the Yankees playing it. And I'm like, what is that doing on his car? Anyway, um, the bet was if they were to, if Major League Baseball is going to play a regular season game, I will personally pay for them to go to a baseball game in 2021. I did not think oh. I would have to pay up on that bet. But it's looking very much so. And, of course, I would pay for a ticket myself so that I would be there to see their enjoyment. 
hopefully you'll be able to be in the stands then. Hopefully, fingers crossed. But yeah, I, I made a bet and I didn't think I would lose it. But lo and behold, if in 10 days' time it, we do see baseball played, I will lose that bet. <laughs> Which I don't mind. Yeah. Like I said, I don't mind. It was one of those favorable bets. I'm sure you've made those with your friends where you would make a bet that you didn't think you'd lose, but you would still be okay with it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> So, um, any, geez, with a 60-game season, I, I had read tweets saying this, too. It almost feels like an NFL slate where, okay, we can get this game. Okay, we might be okay. We might lose here. I think we can get this game. Any Dark Horse favorites in the MLB this year? I don't know if you want to call them a Dark Horse, but, okay. and again, call me biased, but Minnesota Twins. You look at what they did last season, and they have the talent on their roster. Their biggest issue is their bullpen. But I'm feeling very confident in them. And the biggest obstacle that we've run into for however many years, it feels like forever, was just playing the Yankees. So I, I'm going to go for the Twins. If only Don Kelly caught that baseball back in 2009. Oh. Uh. <laughs> But it was it was all for naught anyway, as the Yankees swept the Twins in two thousand nine. But this is just a saga. It, every every postseason the Twins make it in, it seems like this is the same story over and over again, and we're we're all tired of it. But yes, um, my friend Johnny Black at Jball O two O two on Twitter works for the Scorecrow, which I've done articles there as well. He's also a Twins fan. And I was I was picking the Twins to win the division before the season before the regular regular season was supposed to start, as I thought the Indians were just kind of on their way down, and Detroit was kind of ever so slightly inching up, but nowhere's near where they were obviously back when I was going through school. But I had the Twins winning the AAL Central before the actual regular season was supposed to start. I like that pick. Um, the Dodgers, of course, are they ever going to do it? It seems like they have the pitching every single year, but because because something happens with that, or Dave Roberts to, or Dave Roberts just overthinks the hell out of his bullpen, or you know something like that happens, they always mess up. I like the Cubs too. Um, they're they they could possibly do something. I mean, Rizzo Rizzo lost twenty five pounds over quarantine. Good lord. I wish I could do that in a year, but thank God I've, thank God in the past year I've lost twelve, so I, I'll be proud of there that. There you go, congrats! <laughs> I'll be proud of that, and based off the way I eat, I don't know how I lost that weight, but I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, the Cubs are another team. Boston, even though they've lost their uh, star players, the Yankees, of course, the Yankees were are always going for broke. Um, Houston will. Let's talk about them a little bit, too, since I mentioned them. Uh, even though the fans aren't going to be in the stands to see it, are they going to get beamed like they were supposed to be at the start of the year? They absolutely are. They absolutely are. Maybe not as much, but I'm kind of hoping, too, that maybe one of the other teams, you know how they're going to put in crowd noise 
mm-hmm. that, you know, maybe some of the crowd noise is booing the Astros. I don't know, but they, I mean, they never stop getting heat. But even if you just look on social media and everything, mm-hmm. too, it's going to, they're not going to be able to erase that from their past anytime soon. So imagine, too, once fans also are allowed back in person to watch the games, it's just going to be brutal for them. Uh, of course. And as far as that thing goes, to me, it was like it happened. To me, it's like it doesn't, I think it doesn't 110% matter if every player is truly sorry or not. The fact of the matter is it happened. They won it, whether you like it or not. The Nats found a way to beat the system in 2019. So there you go. Let's move on. Go ahead and bean them once the first time you 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 play them. Fine. But I, I'm just kind of into let's move on with this crap, if that makes sense. <laughs> it does. I don't know. I just I think the Astros fans don't forget, especially if you're a Dodgers fan too, you are never gonna let that go. Ever. Right. And the the thought that I originally had before all the COVID stuff was 95% of both rosters are still on the roster from 2017. Why don't we just bring the other 5% back, replay Game 7 at Dodger Stadium, and there you go, whoever whoever wins that game, there you go. There's your, there's your true 2017 World Series champion. That'd be very interesting to see. And then, of course, that was my original thought before all this COVID hit. So now... Now I'm not not sure how you can rectify this scenario, but it's it was a way that I had thought of before all this stuff happened. So we've talked some NHL, we've talked some MLB. I guess the question I have, the famed final question of the show is: Anything else you have to add to this wonderful Tom Green podcast? Oh, that's that's kind of like a loaded question there. That's <laughs> That's probably the hardest one. Um, I I can't really think of anything right now. <laughs> You're putting me on the spot there. <laughs> <laughs> I do it with every guest. All let's see, we've had a hundred and hundred and seven episodes of this show, and a hundred of them I've had guests on. So <laughs> a lot a lot of people that have gotten that question. <laughs> so. A very good conversation with uh, the St. Cloud graduate, Kirsten Kroll. She's on the free agency market in the sports media industry, industry, as am I, even though I'm taken by a news industry. Believe me, I want to get into sports badly. (laughs) Fingers are crossed for you. Fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed. And and hopefully, if, if we ever get to meet in person after this, after this all goes over, we'll have to have redo this show with Butterburgers and frozen custard and whatnot, as Kirsten's a Culver's aficionado, as I like Culver's That would as be well. beautiful. That would be beautiful. Everyone, if they follow my Twitter or even Instagram, they know how I feel about Culver's, so I would be totally down for that. My mother loves Culver's, and I kind of got that affiliation with my mother, and then when I started, when I started eating, I'm like, I like this. 
I like this. <laughs> always, always down for a butter burger. And if anyone in the Culver's franchise is listening to this, sponsor me. There we go. So, in fact, we have one more question for Kirsten, as I just remembered. So you're, you are going to start a show of your own. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so it's still in the works right now. A couple years ago, I did a podcast, um, and it was just more about everything. It wasn't pertaining to sports at all. It was just kind of more of an entertainment podcast, if you will. But now, especially during this COVID period and not a lot of sports been going on and trying to enter the job market and still waiting on that, I was thinking of what I can do with my time and the idea to start a sports podcast has crossed my mind. And so I'm in the works of starting that up. So figuring out more logistics and getting that going here too. But yeah, that's, that's my plan is to hopefully get a sports podcast going here in the next couple of weeks to keep me busy and be able to talk sports again. So we'll tweet that out once Kirsten starts that up. So once again, Kirsten Kroll on the Tom Green Podcast. <laughs>